Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio. First off, uh, I thought it was spring. <laughs> the hell? What, to be. what the hell? I know it's a weather show, but uh, come on. Come on, guys. It's in the 30s. What the hell is going on? All right, so um, I came in. I was a little down because I figured that in our bracket buster, I would... I was the leader, and I was like, surely after this weekend, there's no way I'm going to win this thing because, golly, all these teams that have gotten to the Final Four blowing my mind. But come to find out, everyone was in the same boat, so I'm in the lead. It looks like I'm going to win that thing, even though everyone pretty much lost together. Crazy Final Four, I think. Well, who had these teams in the Final There's no way you did. There's no, no, no way you did. You have a Final Four that includes the Aztecs from San Diego State, and they are a very good basketball team. And Florida Atlantic from Conference USA, also a very good basketball team. Not going to deny the fact that these teams are good. They are. But are they the big names that everybody expected? Of course not. And that is, <laughs> that's the anomaly of the NCAA tournament. One loss, one bad performance, and you're out. The other one has Connecticut meeting Miami. Uh, Connecticut is probably the, the favorite to win the Final Four and the national championship. But, hey, anything can happen and probably will. Both San Diego State and Miami to get there came from far behind to win. And the game with San Diego State against Creighton, in which Creighton had a big lead, was decided with one second remaining in the game. Kid went up for a, a shot from in the lane, and he clearly beat his defender. There was no question about that. He got a great pick and was free, and the defender turned around and didn't grab him, but did hit him in the ribs with his hand, and the referee saw it. And even with one second to go, when... Under usual conditions, the referees will swallow their whistle. This one did not. Blew the whistle, was a foul, kid hit one of two foul shots. That was the win, 57-56 right there. That's a tough way to go. The, the uh, Coach McDermott of Creighton, quite upset by that. But it really was a foul, and I guess there's a debate both ways. Do you call it or do you not call it? Uh, it's 50-50 it's in, in regards to that. If I had been a referee, probably not because it happened so quickly. But and also the precedent that kind of has been set in this in this tournament of let's just let them play. Well, that's that's the case in all all yeah. the national competition. You let them play physical basketball, but the rule in basketball is if a shot is impeded in any way, then it has to be a foul. And yes, the kid pushed the kid and the other the uh, offensive player in the ribs with his hands, and that did impede the shot. So indeed, you really should call a foul on that one, and they did and. Uh, as a result, the Aztecs win by, by one point. And San Diego State's a good team. They play great defense. This will be a pretty good Final Four coming up. And you look at these scores, uh, not all of them, of course, because especially in the early rounds, you had some blowouts. But really, as it gets down to it, it is a one, two, three-point game almost every mm-hmm. single time. I know my Wildcats, I was hoping they could beat uh, Florida Atlantic, but, uh, you know, three points, and that's just the way it goes. But what a great season, and like we started out with this, there's no way in hell you had picked this Final Four. Maybe you had Miami in there, maybe. Maybe UConn, maybe. But not Florida Atlantic or San Diego State. There's no way in hell. There and that is, no is because the media is partially that's to blame true. for that, and that's because these are not headline teams. San Diego State is, heck, they've, they've had good football programs in the past. Oh, yeah. They haven't been to a huge number of bowl games, but remember a guy named Marshall Falk? Oh, yeah. Where he played. Yep. And they've had any number of great pro players from there, but it still is not one of your big names. Still, 
and the media is to blame because they give all the big names, the Alabamas, the Houstons, and all this, the number one seeds. That's and, my championship and they're, right there. In fact, it was, it was I had both of them go in the <laughs> Final Four. But again, you fall victim to the fact that anything can happen mm-hmm. in this tournament. But it also lets the uh, media now make a big deal of these teams that got all the way to the end and become the Cinderella stories. <laughs> uh, speaking of Cinderella's, the uh, ladies got their national championship. Well, half of them. Half the field has been decided. That's Iowa and, in fact, LSU. And both won their semifinal games last night to get to the Final Four. The big story, and the other two are tonight, incidentally, out in Seattle, Washington. Iowa, they have a star player on their team, and she is not an individual who has flown under the radar. Caitlin Clark, she is a tremendous player. We talked about Jackie Styles here 20 years ago. This girl is the reincarnation of Jackie Styles and maybe more. Plays to the crowd, does just shoots, had 41 points last night for Iowa in their in their win over Louisville, which was 97-83. And uh, they will be matched up in the final four. Uh, she's a great player. Great player. Had 41 points and 12 assists last night against a good Louisville team. Now the LSU ball club <laughs> had the laugh to Mike, because LSU's coach is Kim Mulkey for 23 years at Baylor, and now she's over at uh, LSU, which is her home state. She played college basketball at La Tech, Louisiana Tech. She is a hardcore coach. She had <laughs> this thing where the female reporters are down on the court to interview the coach and maybe a player or so at halftime and so forth. Girl, uh, well, the girl reporter asks uh, Coach Mulkey, well, what are your thoughts on this game? She said, if I were sitting at home watching this game, I'd have turned it off. This is the worst basketball game I've ever seen. Bad shooting, bad foul shooting. I'm, I'm embarrassed. and turned around and walked away. <laughs> this is great. That, that's why they have those coaches on there. You know, what's funny is you said that, and I was like, I've heard you say that before. I'm surprised that yeah, she but didn't I'm get that. Yeah, I'm not a coach. Yeah, well, uh, pretty much. All right, um, and again, this isn't the uh, only tournament uh, left in college basketball. NIT definitely happening as well, right? It, the the semifinals, I should say, will be tomorrow night. Now, the NIT has changed this format a little bit for forever. The NIT is the oldest of all the postseason college basketball tournaments. It's the granddaddy of all of them. It's the very first one ever. And forever and ever and ever, it was held at Madison Square Garden in New York, the finals. And for a while, the, all, all of it was held there, all 32 teams. Now they have changed. And the national finals, semifinals, and finals are out at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. And that's where they'll play tomorrow night. And I must admit, these are teams. Wisconsin, everybody's heard of them. That's a Big Ten Conference team. And North Texas, out of Conference USA, Denton, Texas. That's a big school. North Texas and Wisconsin play in one game. The other is Alabama-Birmingham, which is a very good basketball team, also Conference USA. And they are playing Utah Valley. I would admit to you, I've never heard of Utah Me Valley. Me either. <laughs> and I said, I've never heard of them. I'm sure, I've I'm seen sure they're in Utah, right? <laughs> I, ho- I hope so. <laughs> anyway, that'll be the semifinals, and the winners will play for the NIT title on Thursday night. It's crazy to think that this weekend, regular season baseball will kick off because, you know what, it feels like we could be getting some snow today, but... Baseball is getting closer and closer to kicking off. Baseball Bears, Missouri State had a pretty strong start, or at least the few, first few games of the season they were looking good, but man, hasn't been looking good lately. They're in a slump. They are in a, a significant slump, which uh, all teams seem to go through somewhere along the line. The Bears have lost six in a row, all three of them to Evansville, and that opened up the conference season here in town 
Two games on Saturday, one on Sunday, and the Bears lost all three games. Evansville has a very good baseball team. In the Saturday doubleheader, Mike, they hit eight home runs. Eight of them. And this is in Hammonds Field, for heaven's sake. Eight home runs, and that, that was in the doubleheader. They win yesterday 7-4. to four. All four runs for the Bears knocked in by one guy, Zach Stewart, their freshman from Lebanon. He is a really good player. But the team is just simply not in sync right now, and it all began last weekend when they played East Carolina in Greenville. So the Bears are slumping right now. They're a better team than this, and they will come back. Have Oral Roberts coming in here tomorrow to play and then go on the road to play in some games. But fact is, that, <clears throat> and, and it's an interesting little historical reference here, Evansville last year also played here as an anomaly in the schedule and won all three games. The Bears came back to make the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. Who knows? Could happen this year as well. Well, they still got plenty of baseball to play, and uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they can right the ship a little bit sooner than later. All right, so again, opening day happening for some teams this weekend, Cardinals and Royals. Both on Thursday. Yep. It's going to be a good time. And they have broken camp. Both of them have uh, closed up their camps. Uh, The Cardinals have one game remaining. They'll be on the road today to play the Orioles in Miami, and then that's it. They will play no more games until Thursday when they open up the season with the Toronto Blue Jays. And maybe just as well, because the Cardinals played the Houston Astros yesterday. And Mike, the final score... Oh, I saw it. 24 <laughs> to 1. Houston won 24 to 1. I thought it was spring training. And there's oh, a, guy, a and, mercy rule or something. the Cardinals starting pitcher's Jack Flaherty. And he gets blasted. Of course, the Houston Astros are the World Series champions. But, you know, let's see that happen. And uh, the Royals will play, and interesting for the Royals, too, they've broken camp, as have their camp partners, the Texas Rangers, and they will play each other at Globe Life Stadium in Dallas. So these are two exhibition games uh, for the Royals, one in Dallas today, actually tonight, and one tomorrow afternoon, and then they stop on Wednesday, open up the season Thursday at Kauffman Stadium, Kansas City, against the Minnesota Twins. So, yep, baseball is here, and it begins for real on Thursday. Had a really, really good NASCAR race in Texas yesterday, I think. Yeah, this is at the Circuit of the Americas, which is near Austin, Texas, and it's a real challenge for these NASCAR drivers. Tyler Reddick got the win in this one, held off Kyle Busch right down the stretch. It was a really good race, a testing race for these NASCAR drivers because that's a difficult course, this Circuit of the Americas. But that's where they ran, and Tyler Reddick gets the win. Bundle back up. You're headed out. I'll see you tomorrow, Ned.